Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is a show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Uh, joining me today is Juliana, say hi. Hi everyone. And uh, we are going to do a book, we're going to talk about a book this time out, um, uh, which uh, I've read but you've not read. Which nope. It's been a few books that you've actually joined in with me with the review because we did Rosewater a few episodes ago and I read it and then you read it after me. Yes, I think we might have talked about that on the last one. But what have you been reading then? I've um, been reading a a, a series uh, with uh, starring Maisie Dobbs. All right, okay. And it's a, you know, an independent uh, badass woman in the 1920s and 30s and uh, investigating crimes and helping people and stuff like that. Good so stuff. not not up your. What's alley. the author? Is it the same author who writes it, or you yeah, don't know? Yeah, it's, you, it's, okay. the, it's the same author every, every time. It's uh, her name is Winspear or something. Oh, okay, well, obviously the, the character is sticking with you more than the um, than the author, I, I guess. Don't know. Don't worry. Uh, Jacqueline Winspear. Jacqueline Winspear. Winspear is that how she? I don't it's know. It's not science fiction though. No. No, it's just historical fiction, I guess. Yeah. Not yes. Yeah. Okay. So maybe you could call it that way. What, what have we done recently? This has actually been a while since I did the last podcast, like a month ago that we did the last uh, SFBIP. And part of that is because this book that I've been reviewing... Um, Wasn't that I'm the one be that reviewing, took you a little bit to It took me a bit to start because I'd always set it up. And it's just what I've been doing, you know, I've just been busy with other stuff and, you know, my, uh, my sleep schedules all, you know, off and doing weird stuff and things like that. I can't remember. But this was a book... Oh, no, I remember. What happened was I was on my last cruise and um, I finished up a, an audiobook that I was listening to. I guess that must have been Thin Air. I don't even remember. No, that was before them. Anyway, uh, then the book that I wanted to listen to hadn't downloaded properly, so I couldn't oh. start listening to it. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was just one of those weird things. And then when I did start listening to it, I was just falling asleep like this, immediately, just like, Yeah, boom. you told me, yeah. like, three nights in a row. Oh, no, no, it was part two, which I didn't get to. So I went on the cruise, oh, and the so second it was part half... part one and yeah. two book. It was so, like a split audiobook. Yeah, so, um, anyway, a good book. Which, what is it? It's called, let me come into it, it's called The Quantum Mag- Magician by Derek uh, Kunskin, or Kunskin. It's got a little uh, umlaut over the U, Kunskin. Oh, um, right. I guess he, oh, I should actually look it up here. Uh, he is from the, um, oh, maybe if I just, uh, he sounds Scandinavian with a name like Kunskin, maybe Danish or something like that. I should have looked at it. Anyway, this is his debut novel. Oh, no, Canada. Canada. He's just got a... Um, you never a, know. It could have been. Uh, just got a, Ancestors. A, yeah. Uh, Danish ancestors. Or, or Swedish. I don't know. Oh, Kunskin. Maybe. No. No, that's... Kunskin is much more... It sounds much more Scandinavian than German. Anyway. So, debut novel by someone. A quantum magician. And I, of course, as soon as I looked at that, I was like, that sounds a bit like The Quantum Prince, which was um, a, a book... Let me quickly have a look at who uh, did this one. And it also sounds like the Quantum Knight. Nope, I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, The the Quantum... What was it called? The Quantum... The Quantum Thief. All right, so that's the Quantum Thief. Yeah, by that... uh, Uh, Hanu Rajanemi and stuff like that. And that's a Quantum Thief, and this is the Quantum Magician, who is also a thief. He's a con man. Um, He's a what? A con man. He's a confidence trick, trickster. He he does the long con. He uh, he. He's you, tricking people. He's tricking people. He's but in this book, it's a heist book, and it pretty much says right from the start they're like, hey, like these people get together, and like, hey, we need someone to pull off a heist, and they're like, you're the guy who pulls off heists, and he's like, yes, I am the guy who pulls off heists, <laughs> okay. and they're like, well, how come you haven't been caught yet? He's sort of like, well. 
do you want to <laughs> do you want to hire somebody who has been, been caught? caught? Yeah. No. So the whole point is that you you should be you should oh. be hiring. When I hear something like that, yeah. I immediately think about you know Ocean's Eleven and this uh-huh. kind of stuff. Right. Here's the thing. Let's yeah. talk about it. Let's is talk it? about it. This is book. This is better than Ocean's Eleven <laughs> in in some ways because it's it's like it doesn't super, have George Clooney in it. It doesn't have George Clooney, but it does have some interesting characters. Let me but let me just talk about something else. Okay. Fiction in general, different genres in general. Let's yeah. talk about horror movies because I mentioned this to you the other day. I watched I watched Bird Box, and you're like, well, you could talk about Bird Box, but I also watched uh, The Quiet Place, and it seems a bit weird that two these two movies came out one after the other. Mm. Like uh, one's The Quiet Place, and one's Bird Box, and one is about not making any noise, and the other one is not being able to see. So you know, the dis- it's like the disabled people inherit the earth. The you know, deaf there's people... something missing. It's like the the tr- right. the tr- the three monkeys yeah, with yeah, yeah. The eyes and see ears no, hear no, no, speak no, no speak evil. No. Yeah, well, yeah. this this was the speak no evil and the see no evil, and I'm sure there must be one about hearing. Well, I guess that's what the the, the quiet place is because it's, it's also it, you know it's about hearing. It's about noise. One's about noise and one's about sight. Yeah, and the one's about going around not making any noise and not being able to hear anything. Um, and this one's about sight. Anyway, so. Here's the thing. At the end of a at the end of a, a horror movie, uh, you know you're coming to the end of the horror movie. If everyone is dead. No. Well, yes. Lots of people would have died up to that point. You know, you'll get a group of people, and yeah. then get a smaller group, smaller yeah, group, smaller yeah, yeah. group, smaller group, and then at the end you're like, well, one person will make a <laughs> sacrifice, and another one will do this, and one person will make a tragic thing, and then at the end you yes. always have to, you always have to, the, the movie maker always has to make a decision, and they can go in like three ways. Everyone dies, and it's a, a tragic ending. Yes. You know, uh, and of course there are there are twists to each of these. Another yep. one is that the people live and they defeat the evil, and then you know there's new live hope heavily, in the world ha- happily ever, ever after. after. And there's another one where they get to the end of the, uh, the you know get to the end, and then they're like, oh, and there's new hope. The the evil isn't defeated, but it is escaped. Yes. And you know, like um, the uh, uh, and the, in in those kind of cases, it's always like the old person sacrifices himself yes. for the young yeah, the, for the, the children or the main character sacrifices yeah. himself for the side characters you know yes. and and uh, i am legend you know there's that one at the end you go oh i'm not going to give away exactly what happens yeah. but at the end of that there is a there is a redemption or there is a like oh come here this is where the last bastion of humanity mm. is against yes. the night crawlers or whatever they're called and so fiction in general you you need to you need to stick the landing and you need to pay off the land you need to pay things off yeah okay and there's again with with the different genres there's different ways of paying it off and the same with a, with a romantic comedy it's sort of like are they going to get together in the end and yeah. generally yes and when you watch a romantic comedy where they don't get together at the end it sort of like feels a bit hollow or something like that it's a weird it's a weird well, moment well it's always a question about expectations right yeah of course but with a romantic <laughs> comedy they're going to get together in the end yeah. you know uh, or, or do something or anyway. then it, 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 it turns out it's an actually a, tra- a tragedy yes it could be it's a tragedy a... yeah or it could be like a <laughs> you know it could be like a Macaulay Culkin my girl kind of thing where you're like oh, oh like this and, but then it becomes oh, a, like a drama you think it's a comedy but actually it's a drama tragedy and it's about yeah. you know uh, life and death oh. and the meaning of life and all that kind of stuff anyway What's so uh, spoilers for my girl anyway what I want to say is that the heist is so well thought out like this heist caper kind of thing get the gang together yeah and then you you and this book is literally someone saying right we've got to get the group together like we've got to get 
One second, I'm just going to move that. Okay, we've got to get the guys together and, uh, or the gang together. It's not all guys, it's like half women in this book anyway. Yeah. But uh, we've got to get the gang together. And if you've seen these sort of like World War II capers and these heist movies and things like that, you already know exactly who is going to be involved down to the point where like, like they didn't, this book maybe didn't even need to do it. But like in all those, in all those uh, old movies, you always get sort of like the demolitions expert, you know, yeah. the person who has... As, you, know, you always like, get a guy yeah. who's good at destroying things. Yes, in this case it's a woman, but yes, you get someone you who's good at destroying. You always get a person that is good with hacking or yep. like security. There's a, there a hacking. So in this book, we do um, have a woman who's an explosive expert. We have an artificial intelligence yeah. who is a, a hacker a who does the hacking stuff. Who else? Who else is in the? You need the the charmy boy or like the person who's like distracting, like by just being charming. Okay, this doesn't really have that quite no? so much. There isn't sort of one person who's. Going to charm them up, but yeah, I do understand that point. But in this book, I can't think off the top of my head who would who you would have taken the, the role. head of the group. You do need the head of the group, the brains behind it, who knows everything. Yes, and it, who has a mastermind. Yes, who plan. has the mastermind, and that in this case is Belisarius, who is uh, the main main character. He's the quantum magician. Um, he, he could be called the quantum thief, but that that title that was, was already taken. that title was already taken. Okay, who else do you need? Here we um, go. You need a very bendy person. Why a very bendy person? You know, to like fit in a box. Okay, fit in a box. There, there isn't really. Or like I mean, an that, acrobatics that, person that, that can moment. Like, twirl around the laser thing. Okay, that, that's more of a heist kind of thing, but when I'm talking about like a caper movie where, you know, you're going to go when, you know, they go into enemy territory and blow up a bridge, so that kind of stuff. you need the spy agents. You, you need the spy. You need the double agents. There, yes. they are, there's two double agents well, in this book. Like, and, and, I mean, if you have a double agent, like a spy agent person yeah. like that, they are kind of like the charming person because they have they to... They can be. They, they have to they pass. They have to, yeah. you know, like mm -hmm. enchant the... All right, here's a few others. You need someone who is the, uh, who is like the uh, strategic person you know, like the uh, the person who is not like the main planner, but you're like, okay, we need to get from here to there. Hmm. Like, who's going to do the um, uh, other a person bits and people? Who can find find the the city plans. Yeah, the city of the plans get all the way through yeah. there as well. Yeah. Uh, a navigator. You need a, you need a person that is the, uh, responsible for the for the um, the getaway. You need a getaway driver getaway as well. Person. Yes, you need you need a pilot in the case of some of these, or a driver. Yes, always always have a driver, always have a pilot, and always have that kind of you know. So you've already um, you've already gone through quite a few of them. Let me actually see if I can. I think on Goodreads someone kind of made a list and stuff like that. Uh, yes, yeah, so the Saint Matthew, who is the the artificial intelligence hacker um, in this book, you've got um, the main guy who is Belisarius, who's the brains behind it. He actually brings on an assistant who is also another quantum human. I'll get into this in a second. Mm. Who was the who was going to be you know helping them through you know stuff as well? Mm -hmm. uh, Marie, the explosives expert. She's French, or actually in this far distant future, in this you know space opera world, there's lots of different kinds of languages, and people mm. say, "Oh, I speak French 8.4," and I was like, "Well, I speak French 5.4." Three or something like because everyone's spread out too much and French is has <laughs> gone as well. Um, Cassandra is the is the assistant. Um, yeah, you've got uh, uh, Strike or Stripe or something like that, yeah. and he is the the um, the pilot. Now it's really cool because this is set in outer space and they're using these um, engines which accelerate people up to like twenty thirty Gs. Oops. And you think, well, how do you survive that? Well, quantum? No, no. A whale. If you're a whale, whales can put up with a lot of pressure. You know, they deep dive, yeah. deep deep dive, uh, deep dive all the way down to you know all these different atmospheres and stuff yes. like that. That's what that's what he is. He's a human He's a whale. whale. He's what? a whale. Oh, that's funny. Well, it's not. He's a human whale. So the cool thing about <laughs> this future world 
that this is set in is that humanity has spread out to the stars and has decided to like modify itself mm. in many different ways. Okay. And one of the ways that someone has modified themselves is sort of like, okay, if we need someone to like go to Jupiter, they need yeah. to put up with the, you know, the pressures and the gravities and, yeah. uh, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's a bit like the, um, like in, in the other books where you have, um, Space pigs, or the book where it's yeah, yeah. A, where you have the dolphins. Yeah. So, but in this case, what they've done is that humans have modified themselves to be almost like indistinguishable from a manatee. You know, they look like they've got their whale whale skin and blubber and stuff. And there's descriptions of these and guys. And they're so, always in like big tanks. Or what? Yeah, they they live in these big tanks. Ah. And uh, so he's also a pilot. And when they when he pilots, he doesn't go to the bridge. They actually run a cable from the bridge back into the loading bay, mm. strapped down his tanks. So he's mm, in this tank mm. and he's piloting around and because he's always inside this pressurized tank mm. it doesn't matter if the the spaceships um accelerate up to 20 30 g's he's fine because that's what he's yeah, built for he's you know? fine but what about the people in the ship well it may, they are experiencing yeah maybe only he ha only maybe he can be in the ship at that time anyway that's just part of it. Right, oh, there's, okay. there's the quantum the quantum humans. Now, there's two of these characters, Belisarius and Cassandra, who yeah. were um, who were like childhood friends, and they were brought up in this uh, you know in this school for quantum humans. And the way that quantum humans have all around their body, they've got these like magnetic um, resonating pockets of whatever. I don't know anyway, but yeah. things that can be held in a quantum state, and they can um, interact with like magnet and electromagnetic um radiation around them they can store electricity inside them and they become like quantum computers like they have quantum computers built into them but they've also got their the human intelligence but the idea being that they can be in a situation and they can kind of observe the quantum stuff around it's really difficult to talk about quantum stuff yes, um, in this way but this book gets a really close to making me think it's possible for somebody in the future to be able to understand wormholes and stuff so this um, is like the quantum stuff, isn't that that you can then observe how the outcome is? Yes, exactly. Right? You and can the, see like all the different like what would happen yeah. if this and this would happen if that and Yeah, so Belisarius right? used to be really good at this, but it kind of he was a bit defective. So when he went into one of these quantum states, one of these fugue states as they call he got it. A bit crazy. Well no, he couldn't get oh. out of it. And it was really difficult for him. So he was always like, Look, I you know, I could I could do this, but it's too dangerous for me. And Cassandra is someone who, for her, it's very easy to go in in and out of this situation. Yeah. Well, actually, it's it's she has to think about getting into it, and then when she stops thinking about it, she falls she out of the quantum state. Yeah. Whereas him's the, he is the other way around. Like okay. he has to he doesn't have to think very hard to get into it, but then he has to think really hard to get out of it. Oh, and he realizes okay. that if he keeps doing this, it gets harder and harder for him to leave yeah. the fugue state each time. Okay. Um, so he's kind of left the community, this like monastic life where these all these quantum people sit and contemplate the world and universe and things. Yeah. And he's gone out into the real world and um, a friend, or oh, he met someone who saw him doing stuff on the street who was an old con man himself. Yeah. And he was like, hey, this guy. You can use this. You can use yeah. this, you know. Yeah. So he brought him on and tried. This is all backstory. So anyway, yeah. he brought him in. And then William becomes one of the characters in the, in the, in the plot himself you know oh and that's the guy who, who discovered him on who the discovered him uh -huh. and made him into a uh, and then it's sort of like but he's old kind of stuff, and he, but he's like and one last heist and that's all i've got yes, to do of course. Okay. but this kind of stuff always can also backfire what if you have a person that discovered you yes you know there's always like you know well don't want to give too much about the way uh -huh. in this book, but there's stuff there's stuff going on in this book. anyway so um so 
What? The it's basically the setting is a science fiction oh, no, and no. the story this is, is no no this is super science fiction. Oh okay. And this is the cool thing is that it is a science fiction <clears throat> heist story. Um which is very science fictional. Like it yeah. is a science So here's the world. The world is this. Um, humans head out into the stars, head out yeah. to the stars, and they find precursor technology, which is always great. Of always kind of yeah. And it's a it's a whole network of wormholes throughout um, the you know these nexus things or something like that. So you go in here and you pop out 230 light years away, and there's a whole sort of like um, a route like a route around the galaxy, like um, a tunnel system. Yes, yeah, like a tunnel system, like a subway system, and you can you pop in one end and you come out the other end. So these civilizations grow up either side of these gateways. Yeah. So you'll have like half of the civilization on one side and half of the well maybe not half but you know a big part of the civilization on one side and another part on the other side of the gate, and they control the way through the gate. They yeah. control the way through that thing. So. Different. Or the world is spread out. Spread, the, the 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 humans are spread out, and there's different like countries from Earth have gone out. So you get like the I think the sub-Saharan, um, the sub-Saharan you know conglomerate, and you've got the yeah. Union, and you've got all these yeah. other things. I can't remember, but you know. So I think oh, there, there's the Spanish, Ang- the Anglo-Spanish, whatever kind of thing. Right? And <laughs> I now I see that this guy is there, um, a Canadian. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, big French Canadian. Anyway, yeah. like leftover colonial stuff. Like this yes. part of the world speaks this language, not because they have anything in common with France, but you know they're just because, an old French yeah. colony, that kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, they go. So what <laughs> happens is this this fleet um, of like 20, 30 ships went off on an expedition mm. to explore in that direction. Yeah. And they were gone for 40 years. You know, the 40 years wandering in the desert come back. Yeah. They come back and they've got some, they've got some new technology. Yeah. And they're like, we need to get this technology through the puppet gate and the puppets another kind of humans which I'll explain in a second we need to get it through the gate but they're not going to let us through and they say if we do let you through you have to pay us by giving us half of you your new warships these extra capable warships yes and they were like we don't want to pay that price so we need to get from this side of this gate across to the other side of the galaxy right and it's really difficult for and us for to that, do it they, get they don't want to pay so they're like they, yeah. let's bring on board the quantum magician, this quantum guy, who's, yeah. the, who's the heist man, who's the con man. And they're like, get us through that gate. And he comes up with a plan, and yeah. that's what this is. So the whole point isn't that they have to find something. It's that they have to get starships ah. through a gate. Yeah. And it's like, that's really big. And also, you realize, oh, and if he succeeds, there's going to be an, a war. And if he doesn't succeed, there's, there's going to be, be a, a war. war. You know, it's all this kind of stuff. So yeah. it's, it's got all of these great, like, heist slash caper Slash politics. Well, no, not really even that no, politics. But no, like, because they're in not... the background, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. he is like a representative of politics. No, no, not I'm, really. I'm saying like one of those parties. Yes. Is getting themselves an advantage. Yeah, but this by... is not a political thing. This no, is no, no, this no, is not. It's, but... it's all it's all strategic. It's board games. This yes, is player. This I'm is player of games. This is yes. nine fox gambit yes. kind of stuff. To the point where I, this is. I, can, I think I, mean. I think this is probably why this history is so hard because like any someone sort of like goes, oh, and now let's sit down and play the play. Like, uh, do you play the game? Do you play the player, or do you just roll the dice? That's one of the quotes that comes up a few times ah. in the book. It's sort of like, oh, do you just play the rules really well, or do you play against the player, or get two players to play off with? 
each other, sort yeah. of like, oh, make sure that that person attack. Oh, we're here, and there's like four people at the thing, and I'm going to play this person, and you make sure you play those. Mm. I'm not going to get between, you know, the, the sort of like it doesn't matter what the game is. Then it becomes, and this is the the game in in even board game turns political, but not like politics as in sort of no, like that kind of this stuff. This is what I meant. All right, okay. So yeah. in game design turns, sort of yes. like the whole there's a you know the, the whole point there, of board there are games parties is, and you're playing. Yeah. It doesn't you matter. You are like the third party, but yeah. you make it that they do yes, stuff exactly. with each other, and yeah. then they don't see you, and then you can yeah. do whatever you want because then they. Yeah, you just move your chair back a bit because you're digging too loud from the microphone. I want the quality to be better. No, don't get annoyed with me. Don't get annoyed with me. Don't look at me like that. I told you at one point if you're going to be speaking too loud, you're going to have to move your chair back. I just want to make the sound quality good. Sure. What? Don't look at me no, like that. It's good. That. It's good. Don't I look at me explain. like that. Yes, I know. I didn't I get it. think I was particularly loud. I know, but you don't know when you get excited about something. No, you just won your point. So of course you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I really want to go for it. Anyway, yes, politics. Vote to win. If there's three people playing a board game, it doesn't matter what the board game is. If two people decide that one person isn't going to win, that's it. Yeah. That's just the end of the game. That's the end of the game for the third person. You yes. know, and then the other two can battle it out between them. Yeah. Uh, if anyone's played Risk or anything like that, that that happens quite quite early on in the game. You realise, ah, well, I'm just not going to win. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Anyway, so uh, and also the idea of sometimes you just got to roll the dice. Like I'm going to roll this, and if it comes up six, game over. But yeah. if it comes up any other way. Great. Anyway, and also because he can kind of access quantumness, he's got a little bit of an edge. Or you know, him and Cassandra, who's his quantum computer um, buddy, uh, yeah. they can work that out. Anyway, one other form of humanity, which I thought, which a lot of this book revolves around, is the puppets. And what happened was that there was this this group of people who said, what we should do is we should become gods. And this is really cool. This is one of my favorite parts of the book. We should become gods. Now, how do you force people to worship you as gods and do your bidding and do everything that you want? Brainwashing? Uh, no. Genetically, you can program it so you have, like, sweat or you have pheromones, which you put out all the time, and then you make another race of people who all they want... They're addicted to that. They're addicted to it, mm. and they can't live without it, mm. and they will do anything for you. It's... It's good enough just for them to be in your presence, and anything that you do is there. And also, the puppets that they have, uh, are the, uh, they're like half-height people. They're mm. like, like little people, like mm. one meter tall, I think mm. they said, or something like that. So, these people become uh, gods, and these little people do everything that they want. That's terrible. No, it's actually really great, because of course it doesn't work, that doesn't work out. No. So what happens is that the puppets go, ah, oh, well, we can't let anything bad happen to these people, and we need to keep doing them. So in other words... We're just going to kill them. No, they don't kill them. They just start farming them. They domesticate their own gods, because oh. they say, oh, what we need to do is make sure that all of us, because there's more of us than them, all of us, we want access to one of these, so let's put them all in cages. <laughs> uh, anyway, so it's a really fun thing. So a lot of, quite a big section of this book is, and this is the puppet gateway that need to get through so they send in uh, they send in one of the one of the guys uh, to get in there and he has to you know do some computer hacking whatever yeah. like that kind of stuff and the, the way that they get him in there is they do some genetic engineering on him to make him into the one god. of the gods one of the gods yeah. and the idea of his his fake backstory is sort of like oh yeah my parents escaped like you know uh, you know 70 years ago and I've never lived here I was born away but I've still got the genetics so if I come back I just want to visit the places but then the, the little yeah. people are just going to take yeah. him Hostage. Yeah, just take a hostage and stuff like that. So, so it's a really great part of the book. It's sort of like the way to get in, the way to get in. Anyway, so, um, and then this, this is all, you know, all plays out. And, uh, and then at the end of the book, do they succeed? Here's the thing. 
What you need, you know, I was talking to you before about what the form is. Yes. Uh, when you have a heist story, hmm. if you know, if they set it up that you know exactly what they need to do, hmm. and they explain in the movie slash book hmm. all of the steps that need to take hmm. to get there, yeah, to get there, um, you know it's going to go really wrong. Like in the, you know, in the Fast and the Furious, the one in, in Brazil, when they go to Rio, they say, oh, we need to drive this car around this mm. corner so quick that the camera doesn't see us. And they practice it over and over and over again. You know that actually they don't need to do that. Or if they do it, something's going to go wrong and the yeah. drama's going to go in a different direction. Yeah. And here's the other thing. If you, if you aren't told in advance how everything is going to go then the delight or the, the experience for the viewer is to see how they pull it off. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit like in, in Ocean's Eleven, yeah. because you always see parts of the thing, Yeah, and there's a big part that you yeah, just don't you, you see. You don't see. Yeah. And then the twist is them doing it. However, I think Ocean's Eleven is a bad way of doing this, because they have a plan, mm. you don't know what the plan is going to be, you see the plan be put in place, mm -hmm. the plan goes off without a hitch, mm -hmm. they win, and meh. And I was just like, oh. Because the real form of that, if you don't know what's going to happen, like if they don't tell you in advance what's going to happen, mm -hmm. and then you see things go off pure, like easily without a hitch, mm -hmm. there's actually not any drama in there. Compared to, say, the Italian job, uh, the original Italian job. Have you seen the original nope. with Michael Caine? Anyway, but what the point is that you don't know how they're going to do it and then you get the delight of seeing them pull it off and they're like, oh, this is all working. And then, of course, it, it doesn't all go to plan and something, there's a twist at the end, you know. Mm. Um, and what I really liked about this book is that you don't know how it's set up. He says, ah, they're all like, how are you going to do this? It's like, well, I do know how to do it and here's the plan and cut, end of scene. You don't see them set out the plan. Mm. So then you just see it being played out. And I was getting to this point and I was like an hour and a half away from the end of this book. Uh, you know, like a, a 13 hour audiobook. I should probably look up how long it is. And I was like, this book is too good just for it to be merely Ocean's Eleven, mm. for us not to know what the plan is, and then they pull off the plan and mm. it goes all the way through. Mm. And I suspected what I was waiting for was going to happen, and it did. And I was like, yes. And there was this final, not a final twist, but another twist on top of that a heist within the heist. Mm. You know, so all of the characters thought they knew the full story, but actually, most of the characters in the book didn't know the full story. Yeah. And only. That's kind of what I thought. Yes, of course. And th that's what you want from a heist story. You want it to either go perfectly all the way through, but there to be the extra step. Or, but didn't you now just spoil the whole? No, like, because thing? I haven't. I haven't told you what, what the whole thing is. That like, if you read a book and they start, they the someone says, "Here's how it's going to go," here's how it's going to go, and then it cuts the scene, cuts or the book stops talking about it, and then you just get into it and sort of like, and now here they are along the hedge. You know that everything is going to go mostly to plan. That's the that's the form. I'm, I'm not spoiling it. That is the I form. I guess that that is the form. Yes, but what if I'm that happens is, at the start of the book, you know it's going to go mostly to plan. Yes, but what I'm saying is here now, um, you know, if I just read a book mm -hmm. and I have certain expectations, certain certain yeah. knowledge of certain genre, yeah. Yeah. and I expect certain things, yeah. and now you just told me, oh, there's another twist to it, and then like, mm, yeah. Well, the, but, the thing is, you know, of I course don't... there's going to be another twist to it mm. because that is the form. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like saying. Um, in a horror movie, someone is going to give their life for the rest of the group. It's like, yes, of course. Like, I can't even think of a horror movie yeah. where somebody doesn't sacrifice themselves to save the group of people. Like, that yeah. is that's that's not that's what I'm literally saying. It's not like okay. a good a good 
genre formula, story formula, like a horror, like an post-apocalyptic survival thing, mm. people are going, somebody is going to sacrifice themselves for mm. the, 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 the good, the, yeah. the, the, the greater good, or the good of the, the crew who's doing it. Like we just watched that King Kong uh, movie yesterday, Kong Skull yeah. Island. And that, like, I'm going to sacrifice myself for the good. That happened and like two or three times. Yeah, again, again, that's what's clever about it. It knows what you are thinking is going to yes. happen there. It's like, I'm now going to sacrifice. Just go, no, don't do it. You can come with us. You can save us. No, just go ahead. I've got, I'm going to, you know, Smash. do this. Yeah, yeah, like that. I'm going um, to. So, again, okay, this is the so, thing. What is not good about Ocean's Eleven is that there isn't that extra twist. There isn't an extra twist. There is no way for the twist. There is nothing. There is nothing else there. Well, I, I don't remember every single detail about this movie, but yeah. what I do know is that certain things are going wrong, and the way that people in that situation are acting yeah. was kind of the plan. Yes. Yes. You, you think it's it was, going wrong. Yeah. Like there was a plan laid out mm -hmm. a certain way we expect certain yeah. things to happen and then the mastermind already calculated in that yes. this person this is, is probably literally act a character than, this know. is literally a character in in the in the story called the fall guy and this is someone who you think is going to be successful and then they fail and then everyone thinks ah oh, this person has failed and that means the whole thing hasn't worked yeah. and in ocean's 11 it's one of the characters no it's, it's george clooney isn't it they actually get him into a room and they beat him up Isn't that the way it works or something I, I like that? Remember, I don't anyway, it looks it looks like he's failed. It looks like he's failed because he's being beaten up or something oh, like yeah. that. So he himself is the fall guy. Yes. And in this in this book, one of the characters is the fall guy. Yeah. So even that is one of the tropes of heist slash caper movies. Right. That someone is sort of like, ah, and now I've caught you and you failed, and they're like, actually, yeah. the backup is just it's going like, in yeah. here. And they're, they're they were meant to seem to have failed, and it's yeah. exactly that same kind of thing. So What it comes down to is that this is a science fiction book, yeah, which has yeah. a fun story, yes, right. It there is like the setting is science fiction, very science obvi fiction. Obviously, like some clever thought through science yes. fiction as yes. well. Like it's a whole world developed and yeah. stuff. Um, I kind of just want another story in this which isn't heist, which well, isn't. Maybe it's coming. Yeah, well, it's his first novel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but what you have is not just okay. It's uh, whatever people traveling from here to there, and yeah. then they get attacked or whatever. Yeah. But it is actually an active adventure, mm -hmm. crime heist story, which yeah. is then by itself making the book exciting. Yes, but here's the thing: it's not just a heist set in a science fictional world. It is a science fictional heist. Yeah. And I always think that's very important when you come to science fiction. It's sort of like, if you can just tell this story... You know, when I was saying before about Thin Air, which I think mm. was the last episode, and I was like, this is just sort of like a, you know, a hard-boiled, noirish, you know, yeah. private detective goes out in the world and solves a crime. Yeah, you know, set on Mars, and yeah, there was a bit of sort of like technology here, but really, it wasn't a science fictional. So story. you could take the science fiction stuff out, and it just. But could you do story. that with um, altered carbon? No, because it is a no. story. It is a story about people being able to transfer minds between each other. You know, yeah. that's what the story relies on. Yeah. It relies on a, like a new science fictional technology. With a with a with and playing out its impacts on society, yeah. and a story takes place within that world, depending on that. You yes. know, if it was just 
but you know, Thin Air was more like, here was a, a science fictional society on Mars, but really it's just gang bosses and, you know, mafia and, you know, whatever um, people, CD humans. nightlife, yeah, it's just humans. humans being humans <laughs> and then some humans having an adventure and one guy, you know, he's a tough guy, but it's just because he was like, um, you know, genetically, he was genetically modified to yeah. be a tough guy. Yeah, he could have passed it off just being a tough guy. You know, he didn't yeah. need to be someone who didn't, never sleeps or hibernates for four months every two years. Yeah. You know, that was kind of incidental to overall what was happening in the yeah. story. But um, here, it's like, the science fiction is so in... Yeah. In this story, put it this way: if th this is a this is a, 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 a heist or this is a capo which involves wormholes, and there's just no way there's no, no way yeah. around that, if you know what I mean. So I do think it's a, a very all that kind of stuff in. Anyway, so a good heist. Oh, Juliana's good morning. I know it, it's um, uh, almost eleven o'clock at night, so I don't blame so you. So should I read this book? I think you would really I think you would enjoy sounds, this book it sounds like I, it would be something that it's, I, like. I would recommend this book to almost anyone unless they are really not into either heists or, or science fiction. hard science fiction <laughs> and because it is one of those things where you, it's this is no nine fox gambit which I, for me is a five star book because it was just so crazy and so out there and it's no quantum thief which is so crazy and so out there which it's to make it so that it's not a five star book anymore actually I should really look at what I what I rated uh, quantum thief um, this is this is the the rating that's in your head so yeah quantum quantum thief yeah I gave three and a half stars this book does have some issues with pacing I would say like at some point you're like is uh, is there really a heist going on or is this now just an in-depth look into what religion is and what godhood is and what these puppets are and you know there's there's uh, Saint Matthew who seems to be um, an artificial intelligence who thinks he's Saint Matthew from uh, you know was it Matthew of Assisi no I don't even know what uh, Saint Matthew is maybe someone who wrote it here as well um, the inspiration of Saint Matthew by Caravaggio so it's a he's uh, um, and also, it's one of those weird things that if you're an artificial intelligence and you know that humans created you, it's one of those fun science fictional tropes to say, oh, science, like robots believe in religion, they, they, they believe in, uh, you know, creative, uh, no, what do you call it, um, intelligent design. They believe that, oh, in creationism. And they're like, well, of course the universe is created because I'm intelligent and I'm self-conscious and humans created me, so of course people created humans you know so this book there, there's there's quite a, kind of these like long diversions into like faith and you know consciousness and quantum mechanics and all these other kind of things and while fun kind of does bog down the story when you're expecting like a, a caper heist kind of thing so i think yeah some issues with pacing whereas uh mostly this book is very very good the characters are very very good there's some moments later on you know exactly what these tropes where you say oh this person does this and this person does this and you're like oh not everyone's gonna make it and someone's gonna turn coat and someone's gonna do this and when those moments happen you know that you because it's such it's someone who's saying like i am going to kind of like deconstruct a heist caper movie down to all its constituent parts yeah and make sure every single one of those are in the book but it's done so well that when they have and you're like yes and it's and here's the thing that I always love about these stories with twists and turns and like yeah. am I cleverer than the the characters yes. in the book or did I foresee this or am I cleverer than the author of the book yeah. or am I exactly at the 
right level of intelligence that the author is writing to. For me. For me. So that author doesn't think of the the stupid reader that gets like yes. you have to. And this know. is and, and in so many like and this is what I don't like about some you know like Sherlock Holmes stories is that there's it's impossible for us to be as clever as Sherlock Holmes mm. because he notices things that the the narrator doesn't notice. Yes. You know. And so we, he's, can't you know, we can't we can't notice those yes. things. Whereas in this book, when it got to the point where I was like, all right, here we go. That like in the next you know in that next few minutes either there's going to be a twist and it's going to be amazing it's going to pay off and I think I know what this twist is but I, I was thinking that in my head literally like five minutes in the audiobook before it happened I was like yes and I was like oh this book is written exactly to me yeah. because if it's a book which thinks I'm more stupid it'll set things up it'll it'll um Tell me things. It'll like foreshadow things so much in advance. I'm like, I well, this is obvious. I'm, I'm, I'm as this for me is really, this is really obvious. And you're like, well, you know, back in chapter three, I knew what was going to happen in chapter nineteen, and then you get to chapter nineteen, and it's like, and it did happen. But there's other times where something will happen. And I'm like, I never saw that coming at all. And it's a really great experience to discover it. But the best level, the best thing for me is when I work out what's going on, and then you like turn the page in the book, and then it goes. And now, <laughs> what's really going on? And I was like, I knew it. But I was like, I didn't really know it because I only thought of this. Like, I only actually worked it out just as those last few bits of pieces came which down. Which is exactly the book. what the author wants. Which is exactly what the author wants, and that's why when a book works for you, it works for you. It's when a book is too dense for you and you don't understand, then the book ends, and you're like, I didn't really understand what was going on. But yeah, then it's it, like with it, me and that. Uh, um, pa- Pavan, no. Pavan book. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's less about twists and turns. That's just yeah, about you like need knowledge. You need, yes, you, you need, need the knowledge. Know, yeah, and... but I'm saying with books with twists and turns, one of the most the best things for me is for me to feel as intelligent as the author wants me to be, yeah. and also I think that's quite high. Whereas if I work it out in chapter three what's going to happen in chapter nineteen, and then it happens, I'm like. I was way ahead of you. Like I was, you know, I was like three quarters of the book ahead of where the author thought I was. He must think I'm an idiot. Or if the author hides too much from me and then there's a big twist and I don't see it coming and it's just a shock and I'm like, oh, that came out of nowhere. And then I'm Mm. like, "Uh, maybe I'm not very intelligent or maybe the book wasn't. And then I can't Mm. judge it because I'm like, either I'm not intelligent or the book wasn't written well enough. Yes. And I don't like either of those things. I like to think I'm really intelligent and the book to be written perfectly that it kind of lines up in these two ways. And this book for me was one of those books that when it got to that twist and I was an hour and a half away from the end, I was like, oh, 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 it's going to happen. And you're sort of like five minutes later in the audiobook and it's sort of like, and now what the real story is. And I'm like, yes, I knew it. <laughs> but of course I didn't know it. I didn't really know it. But it feels good to think, to, to know what it was going to be yeah. just beforehand. Because there's this thing that happens earlier on in the story. Again, this is not what I'm going to tell you about. And then I thought, hmm, that sounds quite important. And then it wasn't mentioned for the entire middle of the book. And then as it was not mentioned long enough... Don't say this kind no, of No, no, because I'm not saying what it was. I'm just no, saying this... What? Already this? No. No, I will... I, if I read it, I will stumble across something it's and think, your, it, I, oh, this is what Luke read. No, 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 you wouldn't. And that's the thing. If it's a well enough written book, you won't. That, and that's the thing. This was a well enough written book that even the things which, like, normally when I go into these books and movies, you know, like when I see it and I turn to you in the movie theatre and I said, they're going to do this. And then, like, one second, like, like, three seconds later, that happens. You know... What? This kind of behaviour... What? Started spoiling so many things for, to me because what? now I know I started you noticing things, <laughs> and this is this is like yeah, come on, no, come on, what? 
I can't speak, not... No, you can't shout into the microphone. I'm not That's all I'm saying. Okay, anyway, sorry for spoiling movies, for teaching you about stories so much. But this happens to us now, when a character, like, a character says something to the other, and we both can just, like, if we wanted to pause the movie and say, the next line that they're going to say is blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you, do you do that too? I do it. Well, I don't pause the movie. I just say something, 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 and then they literally say the same thing, and yeah. you're like, Argh. but that's, of course, if you just know how conversa movie conversations work and movie scripting work, just by watching a lot of movies, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's what happens with, with books, less so, but when it does happen, and it pays off and it's good, it's such a great payoff. And yeah. when it pays off and, it do, and it's not good, and there's no payoff, we're just like, meh. There was no, there was no story there. Well, there was a story, but it wasn't the story for me. Yeah. And it's so good to read a book, which is just recommended to people by, by people, and it just comes in. Was it? And, was it recommended? Yeah, by I think some people recommended people? it. I can't remember where I got it, but you know, it popped up enough times. You know, it's a, it's a recent book. When was it published? Sort of like, uh, yeah, October second, um, two thousand eighteen. So we're, yeah, it's like a very, very recent, recent, very recent book. Yeah. And uh, this is definitely a book which you know. It, this could this could be a, a series. More stuff could happen in this universe. Yeah. And it, in a way, I kind of want him to do this not with just another high story, but to actually go right in this same universe, a um, comedy or I don't know what what not not a caper heist kind of thing, but like not the same story again. Not the same story. Else a different kind of like if he's gonna go straight into sort of like monastic monk life in this world I would take that if yeah. he's gonna do if he's just gonna do like straight up space adventure like hey if I have a mission over here and we're gonna go through some wormholes and have mm. an adventure with, with these kind of characters of these mm. different kind of forms of humanity the whale people the normal human the quantum people the puppets and yeah. I, I'm sure he could just go oh and there's like eight other kinds of humanity which we just didn't even talk about yeah. yet like other kind of modified humans and have some stories with them I would totally give this author another shot definitely this was an audiobook you listened yeah to. i listened to it as an how audiobook. was it uh, good it, it was the um was that different voices for different no things? no it was just one guy who did it it was actually the same author who did the um there's some what were the books that i read recently he also did the terra ignota books or one of those there's seven like two like the lightning seven surrenders by ada palmer he's the same audiobook author who did them and i am now going to audible.com and uh, yeah, the audiobook yes. narrator. Yeah. And I'm going to look him up now. And uh, uh, do, 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 do. his name is T. Ryder Smith. And right. he is a very good uh, narrator. Yeah, he did The Quantum Magician, The Will to Battle, Terra Ignota, book number three, um, and mm, other books. But that's where I know him from. Yeah, I, I haven't read these other books by him, but those are the ones I've listened to by him. And um, he's very good. Except, the only thing I don't like about the voice isn't something just specific to him. Quite a few audiobook narrators will do this. When they get to the action part of the story, mm. they'll normally be speaking at this speed. And then they get to the action part, and he went through the airlock, and there was somebody shot at him from the other side, and he pulled out his gun, and he did this, and he did this, and then he did this, and, and went back down, and then it was in a calm situation again. And I'm like, oh, I don't really want you to like talk like in a, in a heightened voice and a faster mm. pace when action is happening. Because I, want, I kind of want that to come across by the writing. Like, I don't need... It's like turning up the volume yeah. when something tension yeah, guess, is happening. Yeah, but I guess this is very much a, an audiobook thing. It is an audiobook if you thing. Would, if you read the book in, as a, a book, e-book yeah. or whatever... It's just a creative choice, and it doesn't always sit right with me. Yeah. It didn't spoil the book for me at all, but it is one of those things I'm like, 
just calm down a bit. Like, I'm, I'm excited because of the stuff that's happening in the text of the book. You don't have to, like, force that excitement onto me by talking a bit more, and they're gonna have a fight scene, and he threw this punch this way, and this person came down, or it was very scary, it was very scary, and then they, the fight ended, and his heart rate went down again. I'm like, calm down, man. You don't need to, you don't need to put that extra layer on the top. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, just imagine if he was uh, then uh, reading uh, a sex scene, and he went, "Good, good, look." This is like, no, no, you don't have to. You don't have to get all, <laughs> get all hot and bothered about it. Right. Anyway, that's good, it. Good book. Yeah, good book. Four and a half what, stars. What, four and a half stars. Yeah, four and a half stars. Good. Like I say, a few pacing issues, and that's it. And uh, and also, it took me a while to get into it because I kept on falling asleep yeah. at the start. Yeah. And uh, I was a bit confused. I was like, hmm, don't really know what's happened. And then I was looking at it, it was like, oh no, I fell asleep for like half an hour and then woke yeah. up and then listened to another 15 minutes of the book. Exactly. And was just like what? in that what? in that half asleep state at yeah. the start. So yeah, it took, I had a few attempts yeah, to get also, into that didn't book. You, didn't you dream? Yes, don't go into it because I don't want to have some spoilers. But some of the stuff no, that I, I told you, you, you don't remember. Okay. But I just, I just remember that your unconscious brain listening to the new stuff for your own yes, dream. Yes, it did. I kind of fell asleep, but, but I was because I was like funny. listening to it as I fell asleep. Yeah. And, but, and also woke up, heard a bit more, fell back yeah. asleep, woke up a bit more. Yeah. yeah. So that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, and my brain was filling in. It's like this is what happens to me when I'm on a plane and I'm watching a movie, my movie, and then there's another movie on the seat back seat, seat rest headrest next yeah. to me, yeah. and I'm kind of watching that out the corner of my eye and if it's a movie I know doesn't matter but if it's a movie I don't know I'm kind of looking at it and I kind of notice something happening there and then I look away and then I look back and the same characters are somewhere else and I'm like oh how did they get there well I, they might have done this and they might have said that and that might have happened and then I look back and then I look back 10 minutes later and they're somewhere else and I'm like hmm well how did they get from there and you kind of like reconstruct a movie in your head of like what the people must be saying and what must have happened up until All right. then well that's what I do. That's okay. what I do in my head. I, I reconstruct. I remember one of the movies that I saw, which, which is The Blind Sight, with uh, and and I. It's not an action movie at all. It's a movie about an American football player yeah. being adopted. The, the yeah, it's Sandra just. Yeah, she like won an Academy Award. I watched all of that on the screen next to me mm. without any sound, mm. and I was kind of constructing my head. Around. What is really going? And then I actually watched the movie, and I was like, Oh, actually, it's a good movie. But yeah. it was weird to see the movie for the second time with sound actually knowing what's going on and yeah. not having to reconstruct it and she has this weird accent which I've never seen her have before so it was really weird to actually see it and go oh when I was watching this movie before her accent was a completely different accent yeah. hmm. uh, anyway that's enough about this book you that's can cool. uh, you can uh, let me go over to um, uh, audible not audible audible.com yeah audibletrial.com forward slash sfbrp you can become a a, a uh, a user of audio uh, of Audible and if yeah. you sign up using the, the offer this, code SFBRP or go to audibletrial.sfbrp this is a great first book I'd say yeah it, um, I actually saw um, a one of the one of the top ones uh, here I was looking for a review which wasn't five stars and so scroll down quite a way to find a review which wasn't five stars and uh, someone pretty much says uh, this is a uh, what do you say uh, this is a a uh, a good debut novel that could do have been uh, better with tighter editing. Inside this 480-page book is a first-rate 300 or 350-page novel struggling mm. to get out. Mm. And that isn't quite what I say about this. I think this is an excellent book with an even better book mm. just inside, like, within it. Not struggling yeah. to get out. That yeah. book, the 350-page really tight heist caper novel is yeah. in there, but it's padded out a bit with some, you know, That's diversions fine. here and there. So That's fine. Uh, yeah. In fact, I think I would have liked the book less if they didn't have some of those diversions into puppet religion yeah, and uh, things. I think it sounds fun. So, uh, yeah, um, 
Mikael Codony rated it four stars, Odo rated it four stars, Jordan Dennis four stars, Jim Oriol rated it four stars, and that's it. That's actually all the people. So maybe it wasn't Goodreads. Someone didn't re recommend it on Goodreads, but I'm recommending it to everyone here. So uh, yes, become my friend on Goodreads.com, and you can also see what I think of other books and as I'm reading them yeah, and keep you up to date. The Quantum Magician. And, uh, and Juliana as well, you're on there. Yeah. Uh, do you use it for much? I mean, you yeah. keep, you keep track of the books that you read. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of like, you know, because I, I started using one of the libraries, so I'm kind of like yeah. dependent on what books are there yeah. and when they come out. And I would recommend, like, anyone who listens to this podcast, and this, like I say, if you tried reading Nine Fox Gambit and it wasn't your kind of thing, read this book instead. It's it's good, you know. It's, it's a, a and if you tried reading, fun. if you tried reading The Quantum Thief and it was a bit too much, read The Quantum Magician. It's not it's not that much. <laughs> it's not as hardcore trying to be weird as that. Okay. Um, even Sounds though there's good. a lot of weirdness I think I will into it. Check this out and yeah, see, see how I can get it. Yes, and, uh, uh, and I think you'd really enjoy it. And again, yeah. I haven't given away any of the story or anything like that. That's good. That, that setup is—it's uh, even just right here in the in the blurb about the book. Belisarius is a quantum man. Um, he found a precarious balance as a con man. Blah blah blah. Um, uh, but when a client offers him untold wealth to move a squadron of warships across an enemy wormhole, he must embrace his birthright to even try. In fact, Aww. the job is so big that he'll need a crew built from all the new sub-branches of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I was saying there. I was yeah, just yeah. explaining a little bit more yeah. about that. Oh, that um, sounds fun. Good stuff. And, of course, there's lots of stuff in the book which I didn't even touch on. But people can... Good. People this can is why people find should read themselves. the book to yes, of course. find it out themselves. All right. Um, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Luke Burge. Juliana is there, too. J-U-K-U Berlin. I'm not that much you, of a tweeting person. Also on Instagram. I, I'm a Twitter reading person. I read a lot of Twitter, but I... Unless if you like this, you can always just support us on Patreon, which is if you go to patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge, the, the, the SFB appear is not mentioned on there at all, but hey, uh, you can still support us for a dollar a month and, yeah. and get access to our other podcast, which is the Juggling Podcast, which you've probably got no interest in at all, but hey. Give hey, it a go. Give it a go and uh, support our various projects right that's it thanks a lot for listening and i'll uh, we'll catch you next time goodbye <laughs>